In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1991, we are all the way up to album 73. This is Loveless by my bloody valentine listen let's go check out some more live music okay and remember what i said earlier we haven't been to show together for a while all right here we go hey matt hey aaron uh russ how you guys doing okay shut up for a second listen i got seats in this concert let's walk down doing great i actually paid some money to get some good seats so if you just want to walk down uh i think they're doing some parody songs but i think it's gonna be really really good. good And definitely not something that was put together How the last minute. Can you hear me still? I feel like I can't hear you. What? <laughs> Just turn it up. Oh, yeah. Just turn it up loud. Just turn it all the way up. The show lay, but no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> this must be a knockoff band. We can hear the, we can hear the no lyricist a little. We can hear the guy singing a little bit too well. Seriously, that yeah. much in fees? You paid that much in fees, Rob? <laughs> Anything for you. This is sad state of affairs. <laughs> this might like be your wrong, on the wrong drugs. This might be your best singing of our performance yet. And I start to swear. Hey, guys, did you see that flash of light? Did you see the, hear the, the smoke and the noise? Yeah, this is me. I'm Rob. From the future. I'm here to pick up everybody. Aaron, how are you doing? I don't have time. Okay, don't tell me about that. Oh, my God. Still talking about stuff. Stop. Okay. I feel really good. Can everybody get in? We have to go back. And it turns out that the whole show ended because of the song Rob did last week. Can you guys believe that? You're not going to say anything. Okay, very helpful. I appreciate that. Anyway, uh, well, let's I mean, go yes, forward. Uh, let's actually yeah, go back in time. And you would think, oh, maybe this is pre-recorded, so you go back and fix that. No, we don't have time. Is that okay with you guys? That's great. I hope you feel that long pause. Listen, we're going to go back in time, uh, and we are going to listen to last week's song. Turns out Rob fixed it, and it saved know? everything. Oh, he did it. He did. He saved the day. I'm jealous uh, of your TV life TV. compared to me. You're yeah. a whole lot cooler. <laughs> Aaron, you turned out so nice. I wish I was more like you, sir. Oh, doesn't this feel much better, Rob? Doesn't this feel much better down deep yeah. down inside? Nice and sweet. Oh. Aaron's Put got me in a better mood already. Works to four and never much yeah. more. That actually sounds really That's nice. Kind of jealous of you, sir. No doubt that he won't <laughs> get burned out. I wish I had taken Jeez. the Aaron route. He gets lots of time when he can hang out. And that sounds so much cooler. That's <laughs> so nice. I like this perspective. Really had a great life. That's a conclusion that I've come to. I wish that someone had told me what they told you. I wish that my work week was only a day or two. 
Work-life balance. Beck did it better. Oh, okay. Appreciate you, Rob. Yeah, well, yeah, and so that erases everything I said last week. Now, to be fair, I haven't listened to the episode yet from last week. So if I do, and it turns out it wasn't that mean, I'm going to be so mad. Oh my god, oh, no, I'm be so no, mad. No, it was mean. No, it was it was mean. <laughs> Don't worry, Rob. I knew it was bad when the song got done, and I was the only one laughing. That's usually how I know that something's gone terribly wrong uh, with the stuff that I've uh, set up to say. All right, welcome everybody to Beck did it better. Uh, guys, we are talking about Loveless by My Bloody Valentine, an album that I had never listened to before this. You know, when this album was released, uh, they dropped the band from the label because they were so difficult to work with. Isn't that crazy, guys? I mean, just crazy wow. to think about. That can happen, right? Yeah, I mean. uh, no, actually, well, no, let's not think about that. We don't need to think about that anymore. Like people are difficult, you know, they maybe, you know, don't. I think they're they not also, a cohesive they, unit. They, they yeah. probably also had other similar bands. It wasn't Jesus and Mary Chain on, on the same label. So maybe they yes. just had like too much of the same. They were like, let's work with the easy ones. I think if you book 19 studios for making one album and oh, then take, difficult. you know, I think that'll, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. You yeah. probably overstayed your. And your sometimes yeah. the person who's actually difficult to work with is actually the one who's kind of the creative force and actually is a lot of fun. And sometimes. Maybe he just pushes the boundaries, and some people don't understand that too. So that's something to you think don't, about. You don't want your don't know what your limits are until you go past them. I get the it. Ex- God, you, you know, I wish the cops. So I say that to the cops all the time. I'm like, I'm just pushing my <laughs> limits, and they're like, Sir, there's a limit to how no, little your pants can be. And I'm like, Okay, well, show me that in the rule book, sir. Show me that at the law. Okay, let me tuck this back in, and then I will get in your car, sir. Please, you don't have to yell at me anymore. <laughs> Russell, I got Russell in Minnesota. How are you doing today, Russell? I'm doing great. I, You know, I was reading the lyrics for this album, and it turns out like they're all just speculation. No one actually knows yeah. what the lyrics are. But I'm going to go with some of the fake ones anyways and see if this is what you guys thought it, what, what it read. Um, I read it as, Rob, if you do, Jenny, do go to separate beds. You'll sleep like a pillow. Nobody there. Or Jenny won't care anywhere. It'll be soft as a pillow, and nobody will touch it there. Whoa. <laughs> no one will touch IT there. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, separate beds to me sounds like heaven. I really do. I think that sounds so great. Like just being able to get out into bed and not have to stay as still as a mummy because you're worried about the viper that's sleeping next to you is going to wake up and unleash a torrent of stress on you. Viper. Or no, Rob, about no, that that sounds one. like a horrible idea, Rob. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Rob, would your bed situation be like your flight situation where Jenny would have a king size bed and you'd oh, yeah. be like in a twin? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be like on a I'd be like on a, a blanket that's rolled up on the floor. That's my mattress. You know, it'd be like it'd be like, like a times. cinder block for a pillow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it would be oh, it would be if I get a pillow, I'd have like an old ratty sheet. It's like all stained and stuff. You could get the water bed, though. Oh my God. I, can you even have a waterbed in an apartment? I was thinking about that. Like what happens if your waterbed just breaks and then it leaks in your neighbor's apartment? And they're like, Oh my God, your bath is leaking to my apartment. And I'd be like, no, actually that's my waterbed. And they're like, excuse me, what? To go check the calendar. I've been hearing 2021. No, sir. You shouldn't have a waterbed anymore. Those are way, those are way, way out of style. I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. Well, you know what, Matt, let's all get into it together. I've got a notion. I think it might be time. <laughs> might be time for the waterbed corner. I am going to go yeah. to Craigslist real quick. 
<laughs> Let's see what's out there. Memphis. So I am in Memphis right now, and I'm going to get to you, Aaron. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, this is going to be huge. Not okay. worried. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's see. Memphis. All right. I wrote in men piss, so now I've gotten some. Okay, A lot of purple so. legs. Log in. Okay, I'm already logged in. I don't know why I'm already logged in. That's so weird. It knows my password. <laughs> How many of these accounts do you have, Rob? Is there well, if you want to comment there? on the videos, you got to log in. Okay, yes. so it's one of the times where using my real name has uh, come back to haunt me. So waterbed. Typing in waterbed for search into Craigslist here in Memphis, well, Tennessee, where I currently am. Four hundred thirty-two. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, just a waterbed heater, 60 bucks. Oh. I'll tell you, a waterbed heater without a waterbed is not a waterbed not heater. That useful. Not that no. useful. No. <laughs> I got to give it up for a waterbed heater. That sounds really nice to me. <laughs> it's like you peed the bed all the time. Rob, you should get Jenny a waterbed heater for Christmas, and then it'll just be like a subtle nudge that you need to get a waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this waterbed heater, but I have a waterbed. We should do the. We should do the. Type. Remember the commercials where like people get the BMWs for Christmas, and there's the big like bow yeah, on the them bow. outside, and everyone. Our friend Darren used to always hate that. He's like, "This ruins holidays for everyone because it's like I can't afford to get a new BMW <laughs> no. for my spouse." But maybe the way to do it would be like Rob. We would do this commercial where people are getting waterbed heaters in like the little mm-hmm. box, and then they walk outside, and there's the big waterbed waiting for their for their bedroom. Well, I can tell you if it's like a lot of my nudges I give to my wife uh, in bed, they do not work. Okay. And they are soundly rejected and it actually does not go the way I planned. Okay. Turns out she has a lot of early meetings. Uh, it's so we're strange. Uh, I've got Aaron here from California who heard this band's genre as shoegaze and he became upset because they stole his idea. Shoe pays. He pays women to send him their dirty shoes. Aaron, how are you doing? Oh, I'm. <laughs> Just sniff, like just put your nose, be quiet for a second. You're just putting your nose all the way into the shoe. That's what I'm picturing. Like mouth, shoe, like you're a surgeon going into, like you're putting on a gas mask in World War One. You're going over the top. But first you got to take that Manola Blahnik nine inch heel and see what that smells like. Aaron? <laughs> and remember, I wrote a nice song about you earlier. This is one of those things where you just kind of let him go and just see how far how far he's going to go into his own fantasies. I, like, yep, I, mean, I, I like to play. Like, I like that play, Rosie. I like that. Just, one. Let's yeah. just let's just see how many of Rob's deepest darkest thoughts he's ready to just spool out with uh, <laughs> trying to put my name on it. Anyway, what I wanted to say is that just like my buddy Valentine, I am touched that you made such a nice song about me, Rob, today, and uh, I really appreciate being here to talk some music with you guys. So let's talk about a fun album. Can, can I ask something before we get into it? Yeah. This is the first time I legit, I do not know whether My Bloody Valentine is the name of the band or the album. Is it the <laughs> band or the album? The album is Loveless. The oh. band is My Bloody Valentine. I thought the band right. might have been Loveless. That sounded like a better band name. It's a good band name. I agree with you. That wouldn't be a bad band name. Dear Sexy Kitten 14, <laughs> I ordered <laughs> shoes and you distinctly said you would not wear socks the day you wore them. I do sense some sock fibers on the shoe, so I do want my money back, but he will not be getting the shoe back. Never mind. God damn it. I came back to that. It was not worth it. What nope. a total disaster. Uh, listen, we got to get into so our voicemail. Oh, dumb shit listeners. I can't even tell what we're doing. Uh, well, you know what? You would think so, wouldn't you? They're just the How do you get a hold of the Bex line? Son of a bitch. I don't know what's going on with that piece of shit Google voice. So we got this text. Now, I, now I got to say to somebody. We get more text individually than we do to the backline. Please mm-hmm. stop texting us individually. If you want to send a text to any of us, please only go through the backline 802-277-BECK. 
Okay. We're getting tons of messages. That's not a big deal. Okay. It's actually, the messages are really big and actually they're way bigger than you'd think they'd be. Okay. So they actually, they're, they're huge and everybody really likes them. And I would show you how many there are, but I don't want to make you feel bad. We got so many messages, but this was actually a text message sent to Russell individually that he then had to forward to us. Yes. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> I had to transcribe it like an animal to write this down. A total and one hundred percent like an animal disaster. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> that was a B side to the Nine Inch Nails bit. <laughs> so here is that text that Russell got. <laughs> Just walked into a Barnes and Nobles and run, run. Rudolph was playing in it. Made me think of oh. you and your thoughts on the album. Rudolph. Also, you once said you weren't a tequila or scotch guy. What is your drink of choice? So uh, this has happened to me as well, Russell, where I have walked in somewhere and they're playing Run Run Rudolph. And I instantly think of you because you do think that is the best Chuck Berry song. Every time. I've heard it so many times this December. Every time I think of Russell, which I don't mind. I like thinking of Russell. Every Chuck Berry song sounds the same. They all sound like Run Run Rudolph. Is that going to ruin the Home Alone scene where they're running through the airport? Is, like now when you guys go back and watch Home Alone again, is that going to ruin that too? Mm-hmm. No, but it does remind me I need to watch Home Alone in the next four days. It, and it's weird because you see Kevin's dad come out of the bathroom with a bunch of cameras that he was trying to set up in there. <laughs> and he's like, wait, I'm going to be late to my flight. <laughs> I love I love how the, the text said something about, you know, I'm kind of like all I can think about was that and not Rob's like two dozen toilet cam jokes <laughs> from the yeah. Chuck Berry episode. He's got the runs, runs, Rudolph. I mean, that, you know, that joke writes itself. That's right there. I, I mean, think that's pretty good. That's, but it is, it is funny when I hear Christmas because I'm like, oh, I like this song. And then here's how it goes. I hear that song. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of Russell. And then I'm thinking of his toilet cam stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, there goes that thought. Time to think My about other stuff. My big concern about this text message is this sounds to me, this sounds to me like one of those part-time listeners who was trying oh. to get into Russell's good graces because mm -hmm. they clearly only listened to one episode of Russell mentioned drinks. They didn't, they're not. Like, yeah. you don't have to ask Russell what his drink of choice is. Every no. week you just listen to the episode, you know Russell's drink of choice. I'm concerned yeah. that they're just trying to, like, impress you, but they didn't actually listen. I, I think there's a lot of that type of thing going on out there where people, <laughs> they listen to, like, a little bit of an episode and send a text just to be, like, a good person. Right, it's like even when though you they're not one chapter and, of the assigned reading, you know? Yeah. We all know that Russell's favorite drink is the Irish eyes. He loves it. He loves the cream. <laughs> he loves the green. He mm -hmm. loves the little mustache it leaves. It's, it's his favorite. Russell, what if you had to go into a, when you go into a bar... And there's mm -hmm. no specials and you just have to order a drink. What, what drink are you going for? It depends on the night. If I think generally I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy and a lot mm -hmm. of times I'll do a Jameson neat and a water. Jameson neat and a water is one of my go-tos in a bar. Yeah, wow. it, You're never going to go wrong with that. If there's not like a cool cocktail list to order new things or whatever, it's, I feel like you can do that. Aaron and I do a lot of maker's marks too. Aaron and I will do a maker's mark in, in Vegas quite a bit. Cause you know, yeah. a bar is always going to have that. And it's going to be good. Rosie, what about you? You go into a bar, what are you getting? Same as Russell. I'm doing I'm doing a whiskey, um, usually a whiskey and a beer. Uh yeah. You guys aren't I'm, getting any you guys aren't getting any cocktails? It's just straight whiskey. I, I usually do get cocktails. If they've got any sort of cool menu or anything that I can look at and order yeah. off, I always try to do that. No, I'm, yeah, if it's a cocktail bar and I know I'm gonna sit down and peruse the menu, sure. But most of the time, if I'm just walking up to a bar, I'm gonna do shot of bourbon and a beer. Wow, that is you are so masculine, Aaron. Oof, oof. <laughs> Matt, what do you it. order at a bar? Uh, I'm a I'm an old fashioned guy. Matt is just out uh, of it. Matt, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm an old fashioned guy, and I think you know I, I don't know. If, I think we've told this story a number of times, but the 
One of the greatest things we ever did at one of those all-inclusives on a rain day was Sarah and I just got hammered at a bar at about <laughs> one o'clock trying every, we just mm-hmm. looked up the best, the top 10 like classic drinks of all time. And you know, found out we like some of the classic drinks and old fashioned was that, that was the one for me yeah. that I figured out Great I like. So that's my Can't go-to. I do love Great it. Choice. I gotta admit an old fashioned is what I order when I go into a bar, not knowing what else to get, but I also go for a Manhattan. I don't know. It's something about that small little uh, martini glass. It makes me feel like I'm super civilized and a giant. Like I just, it, it, <laughs> it completes everything I want to feel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm going to just order a cocktail sight unseen, it'd be an old fashioned for me, too. Or if I'm with a person like actually the last time I was ordering a drink next to my mom, I was like, well, I better not order a shot in a beer with my mom. I better like try right. to class it up a bit. So yeah. I went old fashioned. Yeah. Class. <laughs> she's like she's like with her friend. She's like, my son, I'm so proud of him. He ordered an old fashioned at the bar and not a shot in a beer. He's so classy. I, he didn't I love order him. a shot of Jack in a high life. So he's a much classier person than I thought. <laughs> and then she's like, I like she's light. like, Oh, my son also have a podcast. Why don't you guys all listen to that? And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, your son's a real foot freak. Like, oh, that's, that's always what I picture. Uh, just to let you guys know, I also just got a text from my sister. So I am staying over at my sister's place. I did take a bath today. One of my favorite things. She has a, Giant clawfoot <laughs> bathtub. I love a bath. It's one. I just, just to sit there and soak and just be not bothered by anything and definitely not hear a crying baby even louder when you put your head underwater. That definitely didn't happen to me and it was really stressful the whole time. Matt and Aaron, if you guys, if you guys had bathtubs at your house, like a big bathtub, would you want your family members coming and using it or would you think that's weird? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Depends on the family member and how long they're going to stay in there. I mean, there are some family members who I would happily leave in the bath for like a day and day and a half or so. <laughs> like if that's where they're going to hang out, like you, you go for it. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have your phones on you? Cause I just, I'm going to text you a picture. My sister, I took a bath. I got out. My sister just texted me a picture with a question mark, and I want to. Are we going to get, get a picture of Rob in the bath? Oh, it's it looks like a pair. It looks like I'm being held. It looks like a dragster being held back with a gray parachute. It's terrible. Okay, we're what? Yeah. So the Rob, picture. Tell us the story about. Tell us the story about being in Memphis right now. I I don't know what's going on with this bathtub, but are, are you guys looking at the picture on your phone? <laughs> yeah, you gotta des- you, you gotta describe so it. To what the picture is is it's a white porcelain bathtub, and then it's just two it's an imprint of Rob's butt cheeks. It's a yeah, perfect it's butt imprint of my butt. I don't get. Yeah. First of all, I don't get why my butt left a gray mark in the bathtub. Unknown why that happened. Why would there be? It's not permanent, is it? How I dirty don't. of a butt are we dealing with here? You're gonna need a little vinegar and a little baking soda, and a little scrub baking brush, soda. To get that stuff yeah. out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> on the friend. tub or on my butt? I don't know. Like this seems like I might want to apply directly to butt. My butt should I, not be leaving marks on porcelain. That's bad. It, would there be anything worse for your sister than if your butt left a permanent mark on her new tub? Like I that also, would be the worst. I also don't get why is the space between my butt cheeks so big. I mean, that is like a two by four you could fit through there. It's a big space. (laughs) It's almost like I'm spreading it before I sit down, but that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that in the tub? Rob, what's the text message your sister said? Oh, it just, all that was just that picture. And it says, why is your ass imprinted in the tub? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, that was our, (laughs) is that our second backslide that didn't come to the backline? Yeah, that's one that should definitely go to the backslide and stuff like that. But yeah, I, you know what? This actually raises a lot more questions and answers of why my ass is leaving. I would get it checked out. I would send that picture directly to your physician or to your physio. Like, 
I would take it to your physical therapist up in New York and say like, look, this is what happened to me since I've been mm-hmm. doing your light therapy. My butt is yeah. now leaving imprints in bathtubs. <laughs> this happens to me too. Sometimes in reverse though, when I'm going down the subway, I keep grabbing onto the handles of the stairway on my way down the subway. And every time I get to work, I look at my hand and there's a giant black mark, like from the escalator, like the rubber rubbing off on my hands. I don't know when I'm going to learn to stop touching the handles after I've seen so many guys jerking it and also touching the handle at the same time. Like you would think you'd see one guy jerking it and then grabbing the stair handle. And you'd be like, well, I'm not going to touch it anymore. I don't do it. I still touch the, the handles. I don't. Are you guys handle guys when you're walking down the stairs, you grabbing the railings? Try not to. Oh, absolutely. No. Try not. No. Walking, you know, even like walking into doors, right? Like I try yeah. to, right. you look at Use a door handle and, it, and you got the one that, that kind of goes, you know, starts up top and it's a big C that connects to the bottom. Right. Like, try to grab as low <laughs> and as you can. So, because everybody grabs the top, right? I mean, right. that's just natural. I try to grab as far away from where you think everybody else can, oh, put your sleeve, put your hand in your sleeve and grab it. Oh, yeah. 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 Elbow as much gross. as you can, whatever you, whatever yeah. you can do to not. Wait yeah. for somebody else to open it up and yeah. sneak in behind them. I mean, oh, oh hey, hold on, I'm talking. Yeah, oh, that's all right, what I gotta do. go. You know, I get yeah. in the bathroom and I stand real close behind somebody right when they're drying their hands in case they're going to try to escape out the door and I can just go with them. I don't have to open the door. They love it. They think it's great. Not suspicious at all. All right, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show. It's rolling, going. I got to turn time? off my phone. I keep looking at this ass picture. It's, 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 it's time really to see what everybody's up to. It's, it's time, time for rolling. I just don't. I don't get what's going on. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. It's kind of like when you walk by a mirror and you see yourself when you weren't ready for it. And you're like, ah, that's what it's like seeing your ass in the bathtub. Uh, Aaron, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going great. It's uh, I really enjoyed uh, this week of, of listening to this album, which I've really not heard before. Uh, some friends of mine, friends of the podcast have, are big into this uh, type of music. Love the swirling gu- guitars. Not really my thing. Usually um, I did put it on in the car when I, so I don't, I haven't discussed it much on the podcast, but um, my son is now going to preschool in Berkeley because his preschool that was three minutes from our house closed. So now we're driving 25 minutes to take him oh. to preschool, oh. which is making us crazy. He loves it. He's fine. He likes getting in the car and listening to music. Uh, he's been super into the chipmunks. Uh, he was really into the chipmunks Christmas for a while. Oh my God. And I have to say it's like, that's fine at home, but like 25 minutes in the car, listening no. to chipmunks is pretty rough. When I, you see that, yeah, it's tough. Did you play him the, did you play him the podcast episode where we did the chipmunk hip hop list? No, I should do that because he yeah. does, as we know, love our podcast. So that's a, Russell. It's a great, great piece of advice. And, and, and that that reminds me, this is a great podcast for kids too. So it yeah, make yeah, sure you have not. it on when your kids are in the background. Definitely, I, I will say this: it, it does make you realize, like, why, like, people, old people are so entertained by dumb stuff, and all you have to do is listen to that Chipmunks Christmas thing and realize, like. That was a real album that came out and was popular enough where it's still going. Like people sat down and listened to that and said, oh, this is good because the rest of their life was like polio or something. Like I don't get what was going on with the rest of their life where they thought that was good. I got more thoughts on the chipmunks. You might be surprised to learn. So I did have a a wonderful respite one day this week. I I stopped asking him what he wanted to listen to. I picked him up. I just put this My Bloody Valentine album on in the car. He didn't say a word for 25 minutes. Not once did he ask for the chipmunks. (laughs) 
So I don't serious? know. I guess this is my new favorite album. Like I'm, he was I staring mean, at his shoes the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't know what happened. He comes out and all of a sudden his hair is real long and black and it's covering up his eye. And he's like, <laughs> I hate you, Dad. Dad, the world's a vampire. <laughs> because the, the bigger problem is that we've moved beyond. He got tired of the Chipmunks Christmas album and he wanted to listen to other Chipmunk songs. Oh. Not surprisingly, the Chipmunks mildly problematic as most art from that time was. So obviously like witch doctor itself is like, yeah, this is probably racist or xenophobic. Also the chipmunks, do you guys know the chipmunks were super horny? They have all these songs about like watching movies about pretty women. Yeah. They've got, there's a song called chipmunk fun. And one of the lines is we like to (laughs) watch movies with pretty women. Yeah. And then there's another song about, we love those girls, all kinds of girls and like rhymes Veronica with harmonica. Like the chipmunks were a bunch of horn dogs. I had no idea. Like when you listen to the chipmunk Christmas album, you don't know this, but it's another piece of art that I'm just not sure that it it survives the test of time. Rob, what do you think that lyric is that rhymes Veronica with harmonica? If you had if you had one line with Veronica and harmonica, how would it go? Uh, come on over, you, Rob. I'm going to give you a little more time to think about this. Okay. If you fail on this one, the podcast should be over. Matt has okay. set you up for you to have the best joke ever. <laughs> and you've got a couple opportunities. This better be good. Okay. Uh, uh, you're stuck in my dryer, Veronica. I'm going to play you like a meat harmonica. And they go, then you hear like a Bob Dylan, you know, it's like, oh, hey, oh, uh, what am I? uh, Oh, no. I I, I tried to fix the dryer and and I'm stuck. What's that, Veronica? Uh, I'm I'm stuck in the dryer. Okay, well, here, let me see. Does this help? No. What are you doing back there? It was Alvin. Simon. <laughs> Simon, that's who it is. Okay. And Theodore. And Theodore. And Dave, yeah. I was trying to think guy. who's the horniest one. I think the horniest one is probably Alvin, right? It's Alvin. Alvin's the alpha. He's the one out there chasing the most tips. Oh, sure. it's definitely the one with the glasses. That, well, see, that's anybody what I was anybody who wears glasses on a regular basis has got to be the horniest. It's tough one, because right? the alpha <laughs> the alpha of Alvin. It's true. It's true. Horny glasses equals well, that's what I was thinking. The alpha is Alvin, so you know he's horny all the time. But then you know Theodore is wearing those glasses, so you know he's into some sick shit, right? You know yep. that when the door is closed, they're like, he's like, okay, lick every third toe, and he's like, no, not that toe. <laughs> but then Alvin is like this little chubby guy, and those guys are Theodore. the worst. They're just oh the- Theodore, no, no, uh, uh, Simon. Oh, Simon had the glasses. I think Simon's the tall, skinny one with the glasses. Yeah, <laughs> sicko, aka the horny one. Yep, and, and the also glasses. then you have the little short guy, perv. I think time. the real sicko is the guy Dave, who is a human that is friends with stinging chipmunks. <laughs> yeah, like, right. that's, that's the guy who's weird. got problems. Right, it's definitely weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I'm not sure what's led him to that. What life decisions led him to this moment? But it's not good. <laughs> yeah, when he was putting peanuts in his belly button and telling them to put them away for the winter, I thought that was. <laughs> That was an episode I saw, and I was like, no, this is it. Okay, we're going to watch two more episodes, girls, but that's it. There's no more after that. Okay. That's where D's Nuts came from. A lot of people don't realize that. It was Simon and the Chipmunks. Uh, so, yeah, so that uh, so your, your kid liked My Bloody... So do you, often, do you often ask your kid what to listen to in the car, Aaron? Well, we have since we've been doing this longer commute. Yeah, because it was like, let's try to get him pumped up about doing the commute. So we say, what do you want to listen to? Yeah. And he's like, Joe like, Rogan. Yeah, chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> I want to listen to Joe Rogan. It's, it's been mostly chipmunks, but I'm able to sometimes just like, if I don't ask, we'll see what happens. And he didn't seem to mind my bloody Valentine. So I was. Daddy, what's uh, DMT? Can I have yeah. some? I love <laughs> no. it. 
Uh, I, I think letting kids pick the music in the car, Rosie, you're, you're into a real dangerous situation because kids yeah, are so, right. kids are so obsessive with stuff. I don't know. We had friends come over tonight to do, so friends come over this afternoon and then they stayed for dinner. They came over to do some Christmas caroling, drink some eggnog. And um, Wallace requested that we play the Beck did it better 12 days of Christmas for our yes. friends. <laughs> yes. This guy, he is, he should be, he should, does he want to run our Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you at least ask the friends to download it on their phone so we could get to get another download? Or <laughs> yeah. Not? yeah, I, I did. I was like, it's called Beck did it better. Yeah. <laughs> let me send you, you know, let me text you the link and then and they were go like, ahead, go ahead, click the download button. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh no, we don't really uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, that's, Oh, that's why. I mean, we, we're so busy these days. We, that's why. So does your son that. get what like wife swapping is? Wasn't that a big part? It wasn't that day two of Christmas was wife no, swapping. Was day five. Day five. Day was looking five. For yeah. swing. No, he yeah. doesn't know what that one is. No, he's really, he's most, just into uh, Matt's Aminal daddy, Russ selling knives, and Aaron wants to see feet. Those are the ones. <laughs> so, did you, did, when, when the wife swapping part came over, did you have to avoid eye contact with your friends who were over just in case they thought maybe the swap was on? Like, you had to like look down, be like, no. It's like, no subliminal messages here. This is not. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, set yes. anything up, guys. Okay, here's how this wife swap's going to work. Listen, we're going to have him over. Then we're going to have the kid request a song, and the song is going to talk about wife swapping. Nothing could possibly go wrong with this plan. We're already on the floor with the Legos. It's a perfect opportunity to transition to sexual activity. So, so I want to ask: Did you, when you were when you were listening? So you listened to the first five days? Did you listen to the first five days? Well, I mean, we didn't actually we didn't actually end up listening to it. Oh, okay. What? I was going to say, if you, I'm sorry. <laughs> If you listen, you are you going to just look at him in the eye? I would look him dead in the eye the whole time, just to maintain eye contact the whole time. And they're like, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then every time it gets back to the fifth day, you keep you go back and look him right in the eye again every time. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like, so you you want to see feet? And you're like, yeah. So the song said you got a problem with? It? Yeah, you got to get real close. It's right there in the song, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, he's our number one fan. He's trying to pump us up to all of these new audiences. I've devoted a couple hours of my life per week to this, uh, and I will be for the next eight years. So, yeah, this is kind of my thing now. <laughs> Diminishing returns. They, did, they were like, oh, so what's your podcast again? And then, you know, I was explaining the concept, and they are like, oh, what other? Is, so is it like 200 albums? Oh, no, no, no it's 500. And then yeah. you just see their faces just be like, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well... Okay, let's clean up all these Legos off the floor. You guys got to go. I got to start my podcast. Okay. And I'm excited because Rob was so mean to me this week that I know this week I'm going to get apologies. It's, so it's, nice it's, to me. it's my favorite bump. week. It's, yep. <laughs> definitely treated me better. Listen, sunshine up my ass this week. <laughs> Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. It's going really great. As you guys know, uh, Rob, you're in Tennessee. I was also in Tennessee this weekend Tennessee. and I went on a musical adventure. I went to Tennessee. Nashville. I went to Nashville. Nashville. You guys ever been Nashville. to Nashville before? Never been to Nashville. Uh, no, time to go. It's a great town. Matt, do you enjoy Nashville? Um, I do. Um, you know, the, the food, excellent. The vibe, pretty good. I mm-hmm. mean, the the more you go, the more you get sick of bachelorette parties and just drunk ass what? frat people. I mean, it, it gets old. I'll tell you. I mean, it's just they they come in and they dominate everything. Like you just yeah. want to hear the bands. You want to eat the you want to eat the great food that they got down there. A lot of barbecue, a lot of hot chicken, things like that. Do you are, um, are, are you ever struck by the fact that bachelorettes are hotter than most people? Have you ever noticed that? That I always found that bachelorettes at bachelorette parties are exceptionally hot. And I don't know if it's because like it's like a menu item. It's like a special at a restaurant where you know what's going off the menu pretty soon. But it's just so tempting to get. You know what I mean? Like it just looks so good. I'm talking about the menu. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> not, I would never talk about bachelorettes that way, but they are hot when they're out to town. So hold on, let's break this down. Yes. So you see women as things on menus, and then the ones that are going to be expiring, those are the ones that you really want to go after when you see them out at bars. Yeah, like I guess it's fruit. It's more like packaged hamburgers, I guess, now that I think about oh, it. It's God. like you're looking at the ones <laughs> that are going to go bad soon, and you're like, I want, no, but I don't want those. It's the opposite. I'm editing that out, by the way. So okay. That whole question is edited out. <laughs> I, you guys don't find that though. I, I noticed that you did not comment on that. No, there's always two or three of the friends that are way hotter. Oh no, <laughs> we might need to edit this out too. Actually. I know <laughs> it's going nowhere good. No, so it is Russell's rolling going. I'd love to hear Russell's. I, I, I thought I thought I could share some of my experiences. I, I was going to tell you guys about a few of the places I went, but then I wanted to share some of my thoughts on live music. But first, two places that I had to share that I went and explored. The first. The Johnny Cash Museum. They have a Johnny wow. Cash Museum in Nashville that was wow. very, very cool. Wow. And I, I did saw you, did two you cool pay? Did you pay with a credit card or did you pay with a lower? I did pay with. This is Johnny Cash. <laughs> I did pay with that, definitely. But what was the two, best thing you saw at the, at the Johnny Cash Museum? The two things I learned about Johnny Cash that I thought were really interesting was first, he was the youngest country music Hall of Famer at age 48, youngest country Hall of Famer ever. Oh, wow. I guess yeah, he started really young, yeah. And when you say he started young, what also jumped out to me was he's one of the few recorded recording artists to have charted hits on all types of audio format. So um, 78s, I don't even know what those are, 45s, wow. 33 records, reel-to-reel, audio tape, four-track, eight-track, cassette, CD, MP3, and digital. He's one of the few artists to have hits chart on all those yeah, formats. Solid. So I thought that was pretty amazing. That's cool. Now, can I now, Russell, you know me. I love to take something fun and really suck the fun of it. I'm just going to ask you right now. Go for it. Did the museum at all mention his black first wife or did they totally kind of sweep that under the table like the rest of country music has done? I didn't notice a ton of that. Wait, was, sometimes Viv- Vivian was black. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Look at a picture. They, nobody talks about it because it's country music. But yeah, check he, it out. he didn't write about it in his autobiography. Wow. No, no, not one bit. Very interesting. So I did not notice that, but I so I, I went to one museum. What? I'm a fun guy to be with. Like yeah. I always imagine this for me bringing this up. Rob would be like, Rob would be like, nah, he's, he played this next week and be like, do you guys see what I have to deal with? Do you guys understand? I'm trying to make a funny podcast here. Yeah. I'm trying to do a comedy yeah. podcast. Yeah. And Rob's talking about people passing or not and all the socio-political issues. I really am the worst. So I also went to another museum. I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame. So I went to wow. two museums in the same day. All Super about music. Fun. I thought you guys would be impressed Damn, with you that. Are classy, so you are classy, Russell. You are a classy dude. I also decided, you know, the record stores in Minnesota suck. They never have good albums. Right. At, at <laughs> It's all these albums no one cares about. Balls. So I thought I would go <laughs> to a Nashville gonna, record store and see if yeah. they had better records at there. So I wanted to share a few of the records I got at the Nashville record store. First record I got because I didn't get a chance to hear them live when I paid a lot of money to hear them. I got the Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed. There you go. Oh, yeah, nice. There you go. Matt, Very nice. nice. The next Best one I got, ever. the next one I got, I bumped her off my top five list a few weeks ago, but I still love the album. I got Amy Winehouse back to black. There we Ooh, go. That's a good nice, nice. And then I couldn't just get rock. You have to get country when you're in your Nashville. So the next one I got was Aaron got me live at San Quentin by Johnny Cash. I got Johnny Cash live at Folsom prison, which uh, is on the list, right? Uh, there we go. One of the greatest albums Johnny of Cash. all time, honestly. Yep. Yep. And then the last one I got was also on the list. So I was also the person in the record store fiddling through my phone, trying to find country albums on the list. <laughs> and the last one I got was 
Dolly Parton, a coat of many colors, which yes. is, I oh. believe, in the 200s somewhere. Here, wait, hold that picture up a little bit. Hold it up. up. Oh, wait, that's not Dolly Parton. <laughs> Never mind. Pass. That's cool. I don't know that album. I'm excited to hear that one. What's the, what's the hit so song those, on that? Is that just Jolene on there? What's on there? Jolene yeah. is not on uh, that one. And I realized what? that once I got home that it was not on there. I was like, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> so I figured I could share some of my, my live music experiences with you guys yes, real please. quick. Is I that all right? About that. Yeah, I want to hear about that. All right. Before we get into the music, though, I got to say Nashville, I believe, leads the country in most Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts per capita. There is way more Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts in Nashville than any other city that I've been to. I would say if there's four, I think I would totally believe you. If you saw four yes. Stone Cold shirts, I'd be like, wow, that's a lot of Stone Cold shirts. The over was it was over four. It was over four. I saw more than four Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was big when like 15 years ago, right? Mm hmm. Like how, how, yeah, yeah. how is how do they still have so much Stone Cold? Like who is going out and being like, God, I gotta buy a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt today. <laughs> People I've like mentioned the, the Twitter Nashville. account I follow by Colette Arand, who is I think in the final stretches of writing the oral history of Hulk Hogan's Postomania. So stay tuned once I finally can read that. <laughs> but she also posts a lot of very cool wrestling paraphernalia, and she recently posted she found the worst wrestling t-shirt and it was stone cold, but it said stone cold NYPD. And then on the front NYPD stood for knock your punk ass down. Obviously like a fully bootlegged stone cold t-shirt like trying to play on, you know, you know, pro NYPD sentiment. I mean, just like fully bootleg. So what else did you see in Nashville? So when I, so when I wasn't seeing the shirts, you have to go to these bars. I would call these, these are honky talk bars. We've talked before about, what a honky tonk bars. These are honky tonk bars in Nashville. You've got like country, Southern rock, grimy bars. It's just fantastic. But I thought I could share some of my observations specifically on singers at live bars. Is it. that fair? We do have one thing, hey, host. Who's one, this guy coming in in this knock your punk ass down shirt? Oh, it's Russell. <laughs> one co-host of the podcast has formerly been a member of the American Honky Tonk Bar Association. So he's definitely going to be interested in hearing this, uh, what you got to say. So the first yeah. thing I noticed in the world of cell phones, maybe you guys go to more live music than me. I realize now all these cover bands or all these bands that play in these in these small venues, they've all got the iPhone or the iPad up right next to the microphone so they can pull up the lyrics to any song that people are pulling up. What are oh. your guys' thoughts about people who are looking at the lyrics on the phone while they're singing? Well, mo most, I mean, I think most people do that. Mm -hmm. It's just this is a much easier way of doing it, having the phone or the, you know, the iPad or something, but... You've got little, usually it's on the floor. And so mm -hmm. if you're on a stage, it looks like you're looking down at the people, you know, yeah. that yep. you're at. So I, I, I think it's a, it's just fine. Right. It's better than messing up the songs, messing up the music. I, it blew my mind growing up. I, I watched an ACDC concert video at a friend's house. They had huge monitors all on the bottom of the stage with their own lyrics. Yeah. Going Rolling by. Stones so they, had that. I mean, you could see it at, yeah. when we were at that concert, like, on the you know they had the big screens behind the band you can see where they were where Mick was looking at the at the lyrics on the ground I, I so. think it's I think it's really stressful to think about missing the lyrics like I used to think all the time I don't know what it was but me in high school I had a dream that at some point the singer for the national anthem was not going to be there and they're going to say hmm we need somebody to sing this national anthem who can sing it and that I was going to volunteer so I would literally practice the national anthem like in the shower and trying to just remember the words to that is really, really stressful. Like it's, it's tough. And thinking that I would be singing that in front of a basketball court 
with all these people there and possibly some bachelorettes. And they're going to see me singing and I'm not, I'm going to forget the words. And now you just turn the shower on and lie down and practice the national anthem. <clears throat> I would like to give those people shit for not knowing every word to every song they could ever possibly be asked to sing. But tonight I realized that I do not know the words to Frosty the Snowman, a snow, a song that I've been singing for my entire fucking life. So I don't okay, let's hear it right now. Let's hear it right now. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly, happy soul with a corn cob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. And then after that, You're, I'm not sure. Like, it's like, he it must have made some magic in that <laughs> yeah, old black hat. They but you just found. missed a bunch of verses. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. There's something about Parson Jones, right? Like Parson Jones is something. That's I, no, that's uh winter wonderland. Parson oh. Brown. <laughs> I, 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 I was like the only Christmas song I like is the one with me and feet. <laughs> I had another question about lead singers at these honky tonk bands. What are your guys thoughts about the lead singer that doesn't play an instrument? And then when it's not their song, let's say they hand it off to the bass player to sing a song or they hand it off to the drummer to sing a song. The lead singer doesn't pick up a tambourine and play something. They just exit the stage. They don't stay up on the stage with their band. What are your thoughts? Everybody needs a break. Everybody needs no. a break. Yeah. I was, gonna say that's, I was gonna say that's the right move. If they're just standing there playing tambourine, yeah. then, then then they're distracting from the, the people who are doing the work. But what if the lead singer goes down and then is like flirting with the bachelorettes? In that are in the audience, poor form. Yeah, poor form. That's not that's not cool. Gonna have to say that's a lead singer's right. I think the lead (laughs) singer has a chance. They want to go out there, the lead singer. They they got all the pressure. They got to learn all the words. If they want to go out and throw the Mac down and be like, "Hey, did you see my singing?" But again, so you know, one of the worst singers of the most popular bands in the world is Keith Richards. He's horrible singer. He's got a horrible song. I'd take Ringo Starr over him. Monkey. And so there's three in the concert and Russell, you couldn't hear this because you couldn't hear any of the music, but there was three songs with Keith Richards right in the middle of the set. He's up and then mix off backstage, just getting a rest, you you know? So, you know, I think every band does it. There's the drum solo. Mm -hmm. There's the, uh, you know, they, they do the, uh, the encore where, yeah, you know, oh yeah, we'll see a, you know, like they don't know that they're coming out for an encore kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Got to take a break every once in a while. Yeah. So, so what do you what what did you think, Russell? Were you upset at the lead singer? Yeah, taking, I thought taking the lead singer off? should should get a tambourine and go stand in the back and and play backup for the other people. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see why they why they're so much better and they can just go. I mean, they, they would constantly go down and start like flirting with the bachelorettes. That, that was like I, it was a a thing that yeah. happened at like so, half, so that's half prob- the places. But I feel um, like half the time or most of the time, the lead singer, you know, it's a band, right? And the mm-hmm. lead singer, rightfully so, gets a lot of the attention. But when they exit, they're trying to give a lot of the attention to the other band mates, sure. you know, yeah. or, you know, things yeah, like that. Line so. line. Yeah. And plus those bachelorettes are so hot. I mean, you have to go down there and try to throw it down. Like that's the way it is. You have to, you have to be like, it's like looking down in a menu. You guys right? remember then, when no, Rob was going to end up like the that at all, stuff? You just get down there. You just pick from that menu and you just let them know which one is <laughs> you. Guys, I don't know what it is. Bachelorettes are hot to me. I can't. Every time I see a bachelor party, I'm like, hmm, pretty hot. And they're always in a limo. And I'm like, hey, maybe I should get in. And they're like, no, don't, please. So, like, and, okay. so when Jenny's asking us, like, guys, I just can't find anything for Rob for anniversary. What yeah. should I do? Get him a bachelorette a party. Of a bachelorette party. Throw him a bachelorette throw yourself, party. Throw yourself a bachelorette party. You're the bachelorette. As, as I famously said to Jenny at a wedding I went to, wow, that's the hottest bride I've ever seen. Post my marriage. Said that after I got married. I remember Not that. Happy I'll never forget it. 
Oh, she was not pleased. <laughs> Stand by what I said, though. I had one Stand more question that. about uh, picking up the bachelorettes or whatever, whoever at the band, the male or female in the band, if they're picking up someone in the audience. Do you think it helps someone in the band to pick up people that are in the audience for late night activities, if you will, if they've got older people in the band? So some of these bands would wear very widely by age. You'd have really young people in the band and then people that were much, much older. And the whole right. time I was seeing this one band where the lead singer's probably in their 30s, and then they had a, an older guitar player who absolutely crushed. But I was wondering, does it help or hurt your, your status, if you will, by having someone really old in your band? Not if they fucking hammer it on the guitar, right? I mean, yeah. you know, like, obviously, this lead singer's probably a very good singer, right? Yeah. But you need a backup band, otherwise people like Rosie are just going to make fun of you for, you know, how yeah. horrible Ooh. you are. Oh, no! <laughs> but Russ won't clap. I mean, thank goodness man and I go to shows. We're just yeah. But honestly, no, I mean, it's all about the talent, right? So, I mean, I think you just find uh, if you've got a band that works and no matter the age, I think you just go with it. So especially if they can just hammer that guitar. Do you think the guitar player, is it possible the guitar player and the singer are related? And have you ever done that thing where you go out and hit on people in front of your parents to show off? No. Have you guys ever done that? Have you done it, Rob? Wow. Did you hear this story? No, I never have. That nope. would be a disaster. I couldn't imagine the stress of hitting on somebody to start with such a low. It's like, it's like putting your chips down on green when you're playing roulette. Like there's like a <laughs> one in 50 chance it's going to work. And then to do that in front of my parents and just have another thing that they can disapprove of where they're like, he leaves ass marks in the tub. And he just asked that girl if she's a library book because he's been checking her out all night. Like that, what a Terry, that's not going to work. <laughs> He's, he's, he's asking her what the, what's so hot right now. Like it's all right. I'm going to leave you guys with one more thought on, on Nashville. I've got more loads in a washing machine. Like, why is he saying that? That's, that's disrespectful. <laughs> Feel this shirt. What kind of material is this? Now, Feel now if the guitar shirt. player and the singer were both wearing shirts that say, uh, a free breathalyzer check blow here like that. I, th- then I think you would know that they're related. Like that's when they, they both have that shirt on. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. All right, I'm going to leave you guys. Mining for gold. There's a lot of dirt coming through. Every once in a while, you get a gold nugget, right? Is it, I'm sluicing. I'm sluicing. I'm sluicing. What's that? Oh, is that gold? Is that gold? No, it's a big dog turd. It's a petrified dog turd that's in my gold sluice. Can't use it. But every once in a while, you get a little nugget. <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave you guys with something dirty. Then I normally don't go down oh. this path, but I've got all these other Nashville stories that I'll, I'll come up and come up another time. But this one was one of my favorites. We've talked about bathroom attendants before. Remember the, the people who work in the bathroom, they got the mints, they mm-hmm. got whatever yeah. you need. They give you the soap. Yeah. So I went into this, one of these bathrooms in Nashville and there was a gentleman that was taking a crap, had the door shut and carrying on a full conversation <laughs> oh, with the like bathroom attendant while he was no. doing this. Whoa, no, 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 <laughs> yes, no. Yes, a good yes, idea. No. Full conversation. Do that. Where no. they were, they oh. were, they were talking about, you know, the, the state of the world we've been in over the last few years and how hard it's been on Nashville. And at one point, the guy said, Nashville, it's the heart of America, man. And that's what I remember while I was washing my hands is that's what he said. Nashville is the heart of America. And I made sure to double my tip for the attendant on this one. I was like, this is a horrible life yeah. that he has to carry on this conversation. The attendant right did now. not deserve that. that he goes, he, he goes, Nashville is the heart of America. And then you see a hand come out above the stall looking for a high five. You know, like, hey, hey, come on, high five. High five. That was a great statement here. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like, is it really like we're wearing masks like in restaurants? And like we sit down and the masks are on. 
<laughs> but then when we're eating, we're taking them off. I, I love that. Like, I, I get it. That science shortly just like, after. That seems and then, and then you're like, I get like, but is this really like what we want our kids? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Nashville's the heart of America. Like, can't I did. I, I, this is. I oh, mean, no, Aaron. You can't take this back. <laughs> no, come I, on, Aaron. No, I mean, this actually, it's, it's not going to be as funny. I, I should, it's not as funny as Russell's story, but I did work on the floor back, back when we were working in offices. I worked on the floor with a guy who would carry on cell phone conversations in the stall when he was doing that. And she's like, no problem. Yeah. Like I'd go into the bathroom and he's in the stall <laughs> doing his thing. He's got his Bluetooth earphone in just talking. <laughs> no problem. It's not, not on the same level of talking to the actual <laughs> attendant who's in there with you, but it's, oh, close. Yeah. I always just thought about like those people on the other line of the phone. Like what do they, what do they think? But sometimes you were talking to girls like in high school, right? And you had the cordless phone. You're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. So you go in the bathroom. You mute right? it. Well, you tell them you're in the garage. What? what? You, you, because it's echoey. So you're like, I got to go to the garage. That you're in the garage. What? And then you you mute it the- when you flush the toilet and you pray that the mute works. Like you just pray. <laughs> but guys, I mean, that is so awesome talking to somebody while you're on the toilet. Like it's like, it's, you just know, like it's your little secret. You know what I mean? So when I left that hockey talk, I left that bathroom and I was like, I need to leave this hockey talk bar. I can't come back in and have to look that bathroom attendant in the eye. You don't after want to have to, to go do back there. No, no you, yep. you don't have to return. So that was part of my experience in Nashville is wow. one of my favorite memories will be I the guy. I can't speaking wait to hear more stuff. about this trip. Wow. <laughs> so you went to two museums and the one thing we talked about the most was the bathroom attendant. Sounds about right for this <laughs> podcast. Sounds yep. perfect. Uh, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I saw some live music as well hey, uh, last nice. night. We were at the Parkway Theater, which used to be a movie theater, but now I think it still is a movie theater sometimes. Yeah, I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang there. Highly recommend. Good flick. Yeah. And so uh, great, like older vintage vibe, and they've kind of refreshed it up, but kept like the vintage look and everything. And so it's a great spot, full bar, all that good <laughs> stuff. Saw so, um, an artist named Dan Rodriguez, who... I don't really know how to describe him other than he's uh, he's not quite country. He's not quite rock. He's not quite uh, like folky. He's just a very, very, very good musician. He lives here in Minneapolis. And so I would highly recommend anybody uh, look up Dan Rodriguez. Like so it. we were playing, we were playing a song, uh, green Christmas before we started this episode. And it's a very good song and get a good sense of who Dan Rodriguez is. So, so it was fun. Um, also had another fun experience today where we had kind of the first of our family Christmas gatherings. And I don't know, Rob, if you're, yeah. if you're having a Christmas gathering, what it goes on, but we had the gathering of, of the side of the family that doesn't really ever see each other, except for when we have this forced family fun um, on Christmas or Thanksgiving. And so, you know, it's always great when you show up like three hours before the meal and you have to try to like figure out what's going on and who to talk to and things like that. So now is this, is this your side of the family or is this the spouse's side? This is side my side. This is my side of the family. Okay. Yeah. So, so at least, at least you don't need to like a primer every time. No. And I tried to tell Sarah, she, she you know, you can, I'll, I'll just take boys or you guys can just hang out and I'll just go and, you know, things like that. But no, yeah. she, she's a good sport, always a good sport. So that was good. But on the ride home, I think I came up with my, my, one of my many million dollar ideas. Yes. That's going to make okay. Yes. Let's hear it. This, hear this podcast. If it's really rich, good, okay. you're not, all you're going to hear after this, if it's really good is a beep, because I'm going to cut it out and we're going to make millions <laughs> off of it. This, this podcast think, has only made us tens of thousands. Not good enough. We're, we're going for millions. 
I think, you know, most families with uh, younger kids, let's just say somewhere under, under 12 kind of a thing, right? Where you really, they just, they just don't know what the heck's going on, but we've got a minivan, nice minivans. Great. Minivans are great, by the way, you can basically haul anything, but I think there is a huge market to sell inserts to the minivans. That's basically like a 15 inch thick okay. uh, piece of ply mm-hmm. glass, <laughs> or, you know, of poly in between the front where the parents are <laughs> and the kids in the back. So you don't have to talk to and or listen to your kids screaming after eating a whole bunch of cookies and yeah. pasta and stuff coming up. What do you think? Do you think we should we can start selling these inserts? Right. Yeah. yeah, and they can be yeah. vectored and better branded. We could put the logo right on yeah. the insert. Yeah, the idea with the audio barrier could be you could also have two music, two sets of music going on, right? Like Eric yeah. could be listening to the Chipmunks in the front seat, yeah. and his son could be listening to <laughs> Loveless, whatever that band is in the yeah. back seat. Loveless, he right? Could be yeah, I, could, Loveless. I, I could have the Witch Doctor on repeat. He could be listening to Only Shallow back there by himself. <laughs> Would you? So I don't. I don't. Would you I guys think, invest, Rob, Aaron? Will you invest in Matt's Shark Tank idea? Yeah, you can have uh, everything that's currently in my wallet. It's kind of like the WeatherTech. You know, WeatherTech. You can. They just. They, you can order it online. And it's the, the mm-hmm. mats, for, and they just come to the size. Your, we'll just have it, but probably we'll start out with minivans because you know we'll have yeah. three or four models for the minivans, and then mm-hmm. then they move on from there. So. I like All it, right. man. So I'll get your commitments. My name is Matt, and I'm here looking for a hundred thousand dollar investment in my company for a fifty-one percent equity interest. The yeah. company is called I Hate My Kids. <laughs> this does prompt <laughs> I would never give away me, that and much. We're way over time on this rolling going, but Matt has a minivan. I am immediately jealous of Matt's minivan. Uh we've discussed a minivan in my family. I would love to have one. Yeah, they're great. We only have one child. What like what's what do you think? About a family with one kid who buys a minivan, like what? What are your what's well, we, your reaction? Well, I mean, well, and, and we've got two, right? I mean, and so we, we've mm-hmm. only got oh, there's so four of us when we normally, and so the back seats are always down because we're just hauling whatever. I it's great it. because if there is a fifth person, like grandma comes along or a friend or something like that, you have the option. But but ninety five percent of the time, it, you know, at most it's four of us, and just those back seats are down. They're great. I will there's, say my dad. No shame in it. My dad still owns a minivan. He has no kids around. He is often in the minivan by himself. He just loves a minivan. It's just I what mean, he loves. It's a great car. I'm so, I, I know yeah. we were thinking about it. Now the Pacifica has a plug-in version. Like I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. Like I think having a lot of space between you and the kids. And if I was on shark tank to sell the uh, minivan idea, I would simply put the sharks in a room with kids for like 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> and they would be like, yes, take our like money. Ace please. Ventura thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh. Sold. They'd be like, make, make this stop. Whatever this is, it needs to stop right now. This is terrible. I think it's a, man, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Uh, so rolling going, how's it going with me? I, I got an advent calendar this year. Okay. It's the hot new thing. I think everybody's talking advent calendars. Yeah, got I got an espresso one. coffee advent calendar so every day i poke open the thing i pull out i get a new nespresso pod and on the 25th day i know it's like a mug or something that i'm gonna get or whatever but i love it it's so fun you get a new flavor until the other day do they actually taste any different uh yeah they do i mean you have some that are real different like they have pumpkin and they have you know like (laughs) biscuits yes they do taste different Aaron. although i put enough like half and half in there and whipped cream (laughs) where it all just tastes like half and half of whipped cream to me but then I opened one the other day, and you know what's in there? Fucking decaf. There was a decaf coffee in my advent calendar. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is the biggest ripoff of all time. I was like, a, de- 
I was like, I might as well, if I opened it up and there was a dog shit in there, I would have been just as upset. I was like, this is fucking useless <laughs> decaf coffee. Does anybody ever, does anybody, I mean, like I, we, I went and got donuts for the boys this morning as I stopped at Caribou at the Lunds and on the way out. And the lady Dead behind here. me got like a, got me, it was like 7.30, it was got, got a decaf mocha latte or something. Like, what's yeah. the point? Like only if you got Coffee like, doesn't issues, taste right? good. Yeah, it's only, yeah, right. Say, hold up your hands. And then when she does, and you're like, I don't see a medical alert bracelet. What the yeah. fuck are you doing getting decaf coffee? Like, <laughs> absolutely. And, and if you want a decaf coffee, why get coffee? Right. Or like non-alcoholic beer. Like, really? Like, you like the taste of beer that much? Like, you're going to get non-alcoholic. Do you guys know anybody who drinks non-alcoholic beer? No. No. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. So, how come how come there's a stigma with decaf coffee and non-alcoholic beer, but not with like diet Pepsi or diet Coke? Because a lot of people well, drink diet well, Coke, diet, but you wouldn't diet lose Coke's your shit worse for that. you than regular Coke. So that's I mean, God, I think it's they're still sweet. It's like I think the, I think what Matt's getting at is that is that if you're not going for the alcohol or the caffeine, you should drink something that tastes better. Whereas yeah. you know, sweet soft drinks still taste sweet, yeah, even if they've got like I, heroin in them or whatever it is. So my daughter now also has an advent calendar where it's tea. So every day she gets a new little tea bag and she's making her tea every night and she's drinking it. And some of them she loves, some of them she can't stand. She's such a little sweetie making this tea. It's just the cutest thing in the world. So my question is, if you guys could have an advent calendar sent to you where every day of December you get to open it up, okay? And there's something new in there. And no, Aaron, I'm not going to say that you are going to get used shoes, okay? I'm not going to make that joke. It's too easy. Thank you. What would you want that advent calendar to be? Something new. Every 25 days. I think it would be fun if somebody collected good pictures of me. Like if there was a good picture of me <laughs> yes. and you open it up every day and I saw oh, a yes. new good picture of me. So now you I would want guess pictures you, of yourself. That's yeah, good no, not, no, 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 no. Not pictures of myself. Oh, I want good pictures of myself. Pictures of myself <laughs> that I could use on a funeral brochure. That is my yes. goal for the rest of my life. I want that funeral picture. I want the picture that's going to be on front of that brochure. Um, what, what would you want? Cause think of that 25 every day, you know, you're going to open it and see a good looking picture of yourself. Oh my God. That'd be heaven. Do that'd you think the there are 25 that exist? I don't think I've got 25 <laughs> good pictures of me out there. I know I don't because in trying to upgrade my online dating profile over the years, every time I'd go back be like, well, maybe these ones will work. And then I'd put them on there and it wouldn't help a damn bit. So do you think you have a legit 25 good pictures? Yeah, I don't think so. I think I got like 10 max. Like I, even like so many pictures I see myself and if it's not the right angle, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like this at all. Like my head looks weird from the back. Like my head from the back is square. It doesn't even make sense. I have a square head in the back. And I don't get it. But a, a good picture would be the greatest gift to me. That would be awesome. I'd love it. What about you guys? I would go with uh, 25 days of a new champion reverse weave sweatshirt yes. from the 1990s. Wow. You know, like, cause it's just like going through eBay or you're just scrolling and you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. look at that. That one's awesome. So I, I would go with champion reverse weave sweatshirts. What oh, would be it. the ultimate, what would be the one you'd open up on the 25th? What's the ultimate I sweatshirt? I have been searching and searching and searching <laughs> and searching for a North stars one. So, oh. you know, Minnesota North stars one. So good. Uh, Matt from Woodbury has got a pretty, pretty darn good one that he won't let me trade and or buy from him for anything. And so, um, I've been trying to, I found this one from the Kings and it, it was the Kings It had, and then it had the old NHL logo, the black and orange one. Yes. And so it's at LA and then Kings underneath it. And it was so, it was awesome. Good. Classic. Uh, if there was one of the North stars, ones like that, I, that would be, 
the creme de la creme. You know, the first thing that came to mind for me was 25 one ounce shots of mezcal, just 25 different mezcals. That'd be great. Great, great, way, to st- great way to start your day every December. But I think after I, oh, after no, I thought start about your it, day. Oh, I would just no. take <laughs> 25, 25 fillets of fish. I could just have 25. Oh. If every day I knew I was going to get a fresh, hot, fresh fillet of fish. What would, you, what would, you get, what would be the last on the 25th? What would it would it be like a six McDonald's. pack of them or something? Yeah, two fillets of fish. Yeah, it would be like that. Do you guys remember that Burger King sandwich, like the long chicken, where it was like oh, a chicken yeah, on a subway yeah, set yeah, roll? Except it would be that, but it'd be fish. It'd be a long fish. You'd love yeah. that shit. It'd be so good. Aaron's officially addicted to filet of fishes. Have you actually had another one since that first one? <laughs> no, but we went back to Lovely's and I had I had the upgraded. You know, I, I spoke about Lovely's yeah. filet of fish. I had the upgraded. My my I got a burger. But my wife got the fish sandwich. So I got to have a bite of that. So I've not. I know I've still only had one filet of fish in my life, but I can't stop thinking about it. I was talking about it today with our friends. It's like it's like finding the perfect porn clip online. You know what I mean? Like you just found the perfect one. It's like what? so good. Don't need to and then you further. search for it over and over. You're like bikini, bikini girl glasses, bik- red bikini, you know, glasses, uh, beach Menu. house. Like, you're searching, like, like you just never find it again. You're like, God damn, that was my white whale. Like that was my Moby Dick. You're like bachelor party, bikini glasses, uh, question mark. Uh, uh, guy thicker at bottom than at top. Like it doesn't, you know, all this stuff. Just, you, you're just trying to find that one thing. You cannot find it. So it's kind of like that with the flavor. This is what happens, guys. Different. When the episode's not going good, I start digging. And I start digging. Deep. This is really the gold. This is really, you got to dig to get gold. Good. Yeah. I'm sluicing away. Okay. Sometimes it's dog shit and sometimes it's gold. Like finding my favorite porn. Maybe, club. maybe, maybe that's another thing our company can do is we can have like a, a protective service on the internet where you're allowed to save poor your favorite what your favorite yes. videos as favorites but no one else can see that you've got them saved as favorites i think what it should do is the internet chump company should be like okay here's 25 videos that robert was done watching and turned his phone off after these videos <laughs> like he watched it for like 45 minutes okay maybe an hour and a half maybe two hours whatever okay Okay. Sometimes it actually takes longer and actually a lot of people joke about it taking too fast. And then when you take a long time, it actually makes you question your masculinity even more. Okay. And that's, that's something maybe you have to deal with as you get older. Um, and then they're like, okay, these are the vi- clips he ended with. And then you watch that would be your 25 days. I think it's brilliant. Okay. Russell, what would you like in your advent calendar? <laughs> and don't combine those. Okay. Don't combine filet of fishes in your favorite porn clips. I know that's what you're going to do. It's just mix those I, up. I, I would like uh, 25 books of short stories about Rob's experiences with por- porn online. That's every, every, every day I want a new short story about what Rob's experiencing in online porn. Oh my God. I was thinking the other day what it was like with dial up modems. How bad that was. It's, it, it was like a, a it'd be like boobs.jpg and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to click on this. Okay, I'm going to click. And then it'll be like, I'm moving my hand down the screen. You'll be like, okay, 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 okay. No, 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 back. Next, it'd take forever. It's a disaster. Get a big nod from all the guys. You guys can't hear the nods, but they're all nodding real big. Oh, boobs done, JPEG. Let's listen to this album. Oh, hey. All right, let's get into Let's do it. Let's get into the album. (laughs) Everybody's least favorite part of the show. (laughs) Let's talk about the album. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I am going to go back to the format where I just talk about the album. Because to be honest, writing all that stuff about the album was a lot of time. And it did never turned out. I found myself the other day editing it. And I was listening to myself talk about the album. And I was like, (laughs) 
I am bored. And I was like, well, this is not good. I'm bored. Nobody loves the sound of my voice more than me, so I cannot do this. So basically, guys, we see we hear this all the time with this album is the concept of it's a shoegaze album. So the question is, where does the term shoegaze come from? And from what I can see is that basically it's like super distorted guitars, sweeping rhythms, kind of obscured vocals, and it's called shoegaze because the people playing it would stand totally still on stage and it looked like they were staring down at their shoes, right? But what they're really looking at is their guitar pedals, because that's what they had to use to play this. Is that does that sound about right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Always looking down, always shifting. Yep. I, yeah, I don't. A, you know what? That was from one of our listeners about that. Correct. That was another thing I didn't like when I was watched a bunch of live music. People who are constantly fiddling with the pedals, just kick the damn pedal and move on. <laughs> engage with the engage with the audience. I don't like constant kicking of the pedals at live music. Too much. Too much shoegazing for Russell. He was Too not, much he was not having not enough. I love the idea of Russell being at live music and seeing like the guy, the guitar players putting at a pedal, the lead singer is going down and flirting with Brimmon and Russell just furious. The crowd like, live shoes. music just drives him right up the wall. I'm not furious. I'm just, I'm just jotting down notes in my notepad. So in this album was released in 91 and the main guy really is this Kevin Shields, right? And he, he's the lead singer and guitar player, but the recording of this was, I mean, the real story of this album is the recording, right? An absolute total disaster. They thought they were going to be able to record it in five days, but they say after several months, they had to move to a basement studio where they had an unproductive eight weeks. I want you guys to think about having an unproductive eight weeks, what that oh, means. That sounds delightful. Oh. <laughs> We've had, a, we've had an unproductive like 80 weeks over the last great. year and a half. I'd love to have an unproductive eight weeks. <laughs> oh my God. So, I just cannot imagine working on something for eight weeks and being like, nah, no, this is very good. Like that would just, it would drive me absolutely crazy. So here's the thing is that I, I, just to give you an idea, here's Shields talking about writing the song When You Sleep. So this is a quote of his. We recorded the drums in September of 89. The guitar was done in December. The bass is done in April, 1990. Now we're in it for a year. So does it, does it have vocals at this stage? No. Does it have words? No. Does it have a title? No. It's got a song <laughs> called Song 12. And I'm trying to remember the melody line was done in 91. The vocals were 91. They're huge gaps. Uh, months and months of not touching songs. Years later, I'd forget what tunings I used, right? But the weird thing is that the recording of the studio was, the song, the album was a disaster. Yet when they release it, everybody unanimously is like, this is one of the greatest albums Ever, and it's all because uh, why? Why is this album so great? What? What exactly am I missing? I got to admit, I'm missing that fact with this album. Am I dumb? Those are I those. Think, we can decouple yeah. those questions, right? <laughs> um, I think it's just again. I, I think it come it, it comes along with the lines of the Nirvanas and the you know. Some, I'm trying to think of somebody other than Pearl Jam, but you know, kind of the grungy side of things. Um, it's alternative You're to right. the. Classic rock albums of the seventies, which turned into the hair metal bands of the eighties, you know, and this is just, again, I think, I think you get this level of, I'm just a regular dude and I just want to play guitars, but what do I play? And, you know, I'm a little sensitive maybe. So, you know, how do I get in front of all of this stuff? It's just different. In 1991, you either had Guns N' Roses or you had, uh, you know, Metallica just headbanging away, or you had this stuff that, you know, I'm not a headbanger. I'm not a cool guy out chasing chicks. I'm just a guy who wants to play guitar. And this kind of, it kind of gets distorted kind of like some of the, uh, you know, the beginning of what the rap scene was in the West coast, East coast. I mean, you kind of get, you know, they, they were all doing their same thing. Well, Seattle was doing stuff and, the late eighties into the early nineties and now, you know, over in uh, Ireland and then the UK, they were kind of have experimenting with their own sound. And I think it's just, it, it hit this generation of, 
people the same way in Europe and then ultimately in the U.S. Uh, later on, um, kind of like grunge did for, uh, you know, when the Seattle scene. So here's Only Shallow. You can hear Belinda Butcher, a new addition to the band, singing on this. Can you? <laughs> well, you can hear her singing. Yeah. I feel like the first three notes of this song are kind of a fake out because you hear the drums come in and you think you think the album might be one thing. You kind of think you know where you're at. Yeah. And then and then there are whole tracks where you can barely hear the drums and you're just like lost in space. Like I don't know what the rhythm is, just out there. Um, so I think I think Matt made a great point about why this was popular. There was nothing else like it, and it gave people who wanted to grab onto this stuff something to grab onto. And this is before Smashing Pumpkins, right? I heard Smashing Pumpkins when I was oh, in the band. Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's true. It was before, in yeah. fact. Billy Corgan has said that he's abs- like ripped off My Bloody Valentine on a number of occasions for a bunch of his right. songs. That so. would make sense. He was like, what if I took My Bloody Valentine and then I made lyrics you could understand and then a melody that you could like hum to yourself or like explain to people? I, I don't know. I just... I, I I just it, this I don't know. You're Loomer. See, I hear like every band from 1992 to 1994 that I liked in this song right here. Like the Breeders, you know. Right? Yeah, I mean, again, Smashing Pumpkins, absolutely, right. Here's some of the other. Uh, trying to think of some Stone Temple Pilots. I heard a number of these songs, right? The Cranberries. Yeah. How they come in with just that deep, thick guitar that you don't even know how they're really playing it it's not like notes right it's a bunch of reverb and things so i you know who i hear a lot in this is velvet underground like there's no doubt that these guys were checking out the velvet underground with that drone i mean the alternate tunings and the drone and then they're just playing these bar chords over and over and over and basically just changing like the effects on the guitar matt you mentioned all these other bands that sounds like do you wish that Maybe just those other bands were on the list instead of this one. I never even heard of this <laughs> no. band until now. No, I mean, again, I think it's like a lot of these albums. We were talking about the top one, you know, this, we're in the top 100 here, the top mm-hmm. 500 albums of all time. All mm-hmm. right. Like, this is absolutely like some of these other ones we've talked about where it's like, this band wasn't all that popular and this album wasn't all that popular, you know, commercially sure. until you have all of these other bands. Mm-hmm. That are starting to cite like, oh, once I heard that, that's where I kind of, you know, really got, got to go, you know, because there's like umpteen number of bands from the early to mid to late 90s, right, that see these guys as, uh, you know, influential in, in crafting their sound. And so that's why I think absolutely uh, this has a spot as like a top 100 album of all time because of that. So would I love to listen to those other albums a lot more? Would I listen to Siamese Dream? 10 times out of 10 over listening to this. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I still enjoyed listening to this album, but I'll get, I'll get back to the point then. If that's that what we're talking about, then the number one album of all time should be caveman thog hitting a bone on a rock, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's the most influential one ever. Although I got to say, this is pretty much the opposite. Speaking of uh, caveman thog, things that scare me. Are you guys scared of cavemen? Have you ever had that, uh, that fear? It'd be a good fear to have, wouldn't it? A phobia never, of cavemen. Never seen one, so I don't know. Yeah, See, that's what I mean. It'd be a perfect right? phobia to have. You'd be like, I'm terrified of cavemen. Well, guess what? You're never going to see them, so it's not a big deal. Unlike like or heights or something. This the beginning of this song. Every time I listen to this album, I'd be like, oh, kind of in the zone. I'd be zoning out, and then this song would come on, and I would panic. I mean, the opening to this is just like sounds like we're in a right. submarine. We're diving. 
I've been listening to a, I think I mentioned this last week I've been listening to a ton of Ferris Sanders lately And I know you would think You would think that I wouldn't be able to work this in But to me it's this It's the same thing of where in the late 60s And it maybe started with Coltrane And Albert Ayler Maybe even started earlier Where it was How many other things can you do with a saxophone And I feel like this band was like how many other things can you do with a guitar? Let's make new sounds. Mm-hmm. Like let's make new textures that haven't been made before. And so I think this is what happens when someone says, well, yeah, I could make pop music, but let me do something else. Matt. I think it, to me, I thought one of those things, and I think they talked about it in reading up about shoegaze is that like you felt like you wanted the audience to feel like they could be up there doing the thing with you. Like, and I feel like, oh, yeah, you know, these like guitars, that. if I'm not good, if I, if, if my fingers don't move very well, right. Like I'm not, I'm not slash. I can't just rip up and down, you know, the, the neck of the guitar, you know, what am I going to do? Well, I can certainly plus mess around with the whammy bar and like go in and out of a, uh, oh, next like to it. the, you know, the speakers to make a different sound. And so that's right. It feels like kind of like a cheap man's way of, <laughs> of creating a new sound. Uh, you know, if you're not that. that talented, I don't know. That's well, just, didn't they essentially I, say like the lyrics they purposely distorted them because they thought their lyrics sucked and they didn't want that to like ruin their music. So that's why it was all distorted and you couldn't hear it, right? Or I read actually that they thought the lyrics were some of the most important part of the songs. But I don't oh. know if they're saying that like as a joke because you can't understand a single lyric. I mean, they've never released the official lyrics. All the lyrics you see online are guesses to this. I don't know one word that was on this, this album. <laughs> and I listened to it like so, 10 times. I mean, I like it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But I, I also, yeah. uh, you know, one of our listeners texted me and said, like, the, the best thing you're going to get, like, the best way to experience this album is to listen to it really loud. And he's right. Yeah. Just crank the shit up super loud in your car. But then it's just the whole thing is about putting you in a different mind space. Yeah. To, he, to hear knows when, apparently the, to record the tambourine part to this took a week. Well, yeah, exactly. Who knows? These guys can play the tambourine. Lead singers at the Honky Tonk in Nashville, they can't play the tambourine. Uh, Russell, if it was between playing the tambourine or going down to flirt with bachelorettes in the crowd, yeah, you got to go down and flirt. No, but then you're like, so wait, now my bass player finally gets their chance to sing a song, and instead of Letting them have the attention. The lead singer takes the attention away by going down in the front row and talking with all the bachelorettes. Dick move. (laughs) It's a dick move. Not mincing words. I just like Russell keeping his eyes on the lead singer the whole time. That was probably the guy in the bathroom talking to the attendant. Russell followed him into the bathroom and be like, I wonder what this guy's up to all this time. Uh, When you you sleep. They said that they would write the lyrics to their songs eight hours sessions, like before the song. Often they'd come in not know what they're going to sing. This is the first single, by the way, on the album. Right, this is the one that sounds like a single. Like when when you hit this song, all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's kind of a groove, a little bit of a chorus. Like I can relax. Like you have to really earn your way through this album. Like you got to work to enjoy it. I feel, and this one comes in. It's like oh, you get a break as a listener. They said that when they recorded the vocals for this that they would not allow the audio engineers to listen in. And so they would just watch the levels and that's how they know that they were singing. And if they waved through the curtain, that meant it was a good take and they would keep it. Otherwise they knew at the end when it was done, they would automatically rewind it. I mean, it really sounded like hell recording with these guys. I only said, this is my favorite song. I I don't know. You know, I didn't do too much reading up on it, but you know, 
it sounds like the experts thought this was a number of guitars playing at once, and actually it's just mm-hmm. one, and it's not even really like playing that much. All he's doing is messing with the whammy bar. Does that make sense to guitar people? Like yeah. He's just trying to get the reverb in and out, and that's that that note that the up and down. All it is is playing with the reverb and the and the whammy bar. So I mean, it was like again. Very different from what was going on, and the experts didn't even know what he was doing, and so he had to explain it to them. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I think there might have been a time in my life where I would have enjoyed this, like when I really was like sitting and being like, "What is life about?" Right? And then you listen to this music, and you're like, "It's about all this." Why stuff, did my ass man? cheeks leave that print? Right. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, I'm like, like seriously, like my ass cheeks left a print. Do I need to go see a doctor? Like that's the point of my life I'm at now. Of like. This would like be I'm great. Yeah, this is, this would lot. be great bath music. You should have put this on in the bath tonight, Rob. Oh, oh I don't. God, no, I don't think this is good bath music at all. <laughs> it's very contemporary. This is like this is like bath music. I, I got to be quiet. <laughs> got to move along. <laughs> I, can you imagine? Like the baby just goes to sleep, right? And I crank on, come in alone. And aren't you guys proud of me for not making a joke to that? <laughs> just in there in the Bro. bath. Just so this is smashing pumpkins to me, Russell. Yeah. Yep. This is instantly proud of it. Songs that are less like my bloody Valentine's are the better ones on the album. I don't know. Yeah, I mean this is much more anthemic. A little bit of melody. You can hear the drums. There's kind of some rhythm. Yeah, you need something to hold on to yeah. as a listener. Much like yeah. Rob, you need I, something I, to hold on to in the bath. I gotta say, you guys are kind of bringing me around. I think this that when I when I really think about what the album is trying to do and it does it so well. What can you say except uh, bravo, which is something I say a lot because I'm a smart guy. Bravo? Yeah. They bring me a fish sandwich that's got cheese on there. I say bravo. bravo. Right? Or I say woolly bully. This is you know Bush. That. You're Bush here. Totally. Wow. Matt, Matt, you're just killing it tonight. You're totally right. Aaron, Aaron what's right, your thought like on Bush? A little Bush? lower in timbre with the distortion, yeah. but like kind of chunky. Yeah, definitely like Bush. Mm. You know, guys, I wonder, I wonder if we've talked enough the moment about shoegaze music and if we should just think about maybe thinking about music that's about gazing at shoes instead what i thought you know what i mean like (laughs) you could make shoegaze music or you could make music about gazing at shoes aaron is like that that dumb animal that keeps putting his head in the trap like (laughs) fool me once shame on you so i thought let's make a list about my favorite songs about shoes <laughs> Obviously, I don't know. It doesn't seem as funny when Aaron's doing it. Honestly, I don't like it. I kind of am thinking about stopping the bit with Aaron defeat when he's digging into it like this. Get the like pause. It. I'm laughing too hard. Oh my god! The greatest the list about greatest songs ever about shoes. I love it. Greatest songs about shoes on a shoegaze album. So the first one that comes to mind, of course, and I'm so stoked to know that one of our members, I think he's the main host, is in Memphis tonight to play this song written by Carl Perkins, made famous by Elvis Presley, "Blue Suede Shoes." Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. Yeah, you got to get the intro. There was a lot of Elvis being played in Nashville, and Elvis is badass. Yeah, his his voice is so good, and I do think about him every time I've taken a shit in Memphis. Like, Hail to the king, baby! You know what I mean? Like, is this is this going to be my last one? Is this it? Yeah, is this, is this it? I also, as I was perusing YouTube, I saw a. Super cool live version of this by Carl Perkins at, at Live Aid in like 1990. And Carl was just like 
crazy glasses, permed hair. I want to do that one, but you got to go with Elvis. I saw a guy once in New York wearing suede shoes, and I had to give my hats off to him because I was like, those could get so fucked so easily. Like Easily, right. That is, so that, step that right is a flex. You can't, can't mess with that. So, right, here's another song That's about crazy. keeping your shoes clean, not oh, yeah. letting anybody mess with your shoes, moving ahead several decades, but keeping it in that kind of Mississippi River corridor. This is Nelly with Air Force Ones. Oh, nice. <laughs> Gotta have two fur, and I had to go straight to that Murphy Lee verse. So what? what so we've talked about shoes before. Did you guys have Air Force Ones? What kind of shoes were you into? Aaron, you had some Jordans or something, didn't you? I had some Jordans. I think I, I think I had at least three pairs of Jordans uh, myself. And then my we just got my son his first pair of Forces. He wore them with the suit that he was uh, that he wore for this wedding we were at. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a I, I was an Air Max guy more than anything. Ooh, yeah. Then. I did just get some Jordans for work. They got some pretty darn good, you know, Nike's getting pretty Ooh. good about getting stuff that's work appropriate. And then, you know, the, 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 uh, what you need to wear at work these days, if there's nobody else in the office, it's, you don't have to wear, very, you don't have to dress up very much. So Jordans for work. I like it. Jordan, yeah. I'll send you a picture. I did not wear tie up shoes until like ninth grade. I, and I used to be so. You I didn't did not, want to tie them or what? Yeah, I think I, well, yes. Yeah. So I think, first of all, I think that was the main reason. I, I'm i very lazy. And I also, I was pretty sure I didn't know how to tie them. But I wore Velcro shoes to like ninth grade. And I think finally I just got made fun of so much. I was like, well, I got to switch this up. But I think in retrospect, I think I'm right. Like, I think Velcro shoes might just be where it's at. I currently, if I don't have to wear tie-up shoes, I will just wear my Crocs out and about. And I no longer care because it just... I, Bending over to tie up a shoe? What, am I going to run away from somebody? No. So why do I need real shoes on? Rob, I'm, unfortunately, I gotta, like, you're throwing a whole curveball here because on that note, I'm going to have to skip ahead one song in the list. So you're going to have to go ahead one and come back to the next one because this next song, no, up one, this next song is just for you. This is the pack with Vans talking about those slip-on shoes. Nice. This is just for you, Rob. Berkeley, California's own the pack. Will be the bass god, his first hit. What in the shit is this? Got their vans on. <laughs> this was about democratizing footwear in the hip hop community. They keep rapping about how vans are $36. Everybody could have a pair of vans and you could still be rocking. Nice. What year is this from? Ooh, I don't know what year oh. this is from. 2000s? I guarantee in the next two years, you're going to have a hit rap song about Crocs. Just wait. You're going to have it. It's, it's going to be gold. Cool. Crocs. Crocs are going to be a rap video thing for sure. Rock, I can see country. So now you gotta, I don't know about rock. You gotta and double, it's going to be a big gotta, fat guy. You're going to see a return of like a big pun type rapper where he does not want to bend over and tie his shoes all the time. And it's just going to be <laughs> big pun Crocs. It's going to be great. So you got to go back one now, Rob. You got to go back up to Nancy Sinatra with these boots are made for walking. Had to do this oh, one. It's a classic, classic song about shoes. There's actually a real music video for this one. It's a bunch of ladies dancing around in high-heeled boots, and it's all there on YouTube. Yeah, classic yeah. song and about it's, it, shoes. And it's, it's, it's in Aaron's. It's in Aaron's calendar when he opens it up. <laughs> it's number one, twenty fifth. Matt, day. did you ever did you ever wear cowboy boots back in the day when you were part of the honky tonk bar association um, or not? I I know I had a pair, and every once oh in a while we'd, when we'd go to like Tim McGraw concerts or something, you'd feel. Like you were a cool cat dressing up, and now God, man, I just make fun of those people that <laughs> just wear cowboy boots just because. Oh, yeah. How do you drive a car in cowboy boots? I've never understood that. You don't you drive a truck. 
Yeah. You ride a horse. <laughs> but, it, but it seems to me like pushing a gas pedal with boots on, like, can you push your foot down without bringing your calf up when you're wearing cowboy boots? I don't know. I picture cowboy boots as like torture devices. There's a little give. There's a little give. Oh. Ugh. And the last song on the list. Thank you guys for taking this journey with me. The last song, my favorite song about shoes. I know I left some good ones off. Amy Winehouse, Fuck Me Pumps was honorable mention. Run DMC, my Adidas was honorable mention. But number one for yeah. me, Cardi B, Bodak Yellow about those bloody shoes. Is this about shoes? Yeah, man. If you wanted to, these expensive, these are bad bodies, these bloody shoes. Hit the school, I can get them both. That's about those Louis Vuitton shoes. She's wearing the fancy yeah, shoes, red right bottoms, the high heels, so and pumps. So she let people know she was fashionable. Fun thing about this song was I read it that it's called Bodak Yellow because she's she jacked the flow from Kodak Black. And when you go go listen to Kodak Black song No Flocking, she took his flow. 100% perfect, did it even one better, made a big hit, her career took off, and it's all about those Louboutin pumps. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm so mad, I was just about to say that same thing. Was another. <laughs> That's easily a top five. Did you say something about Jack? Easily a top five. Did I hear that? Oh, yeah. Because I was thinking about Cardi in my bathtub, leaving a mark. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Oh. While, Aaron, while Aaron was doing this list, I was thinking that he probably had a, a link somewhere on his computer to a pornographic thing about feet, but he couldn't find it. So he was Googling, Googling, and instead he had to land on songs about (laughs) shoes instead of about feet. Aaron, that was easily a top five list. That was good. I like that list. Blown Uh, a wish. We ever had an album to skip a song. (laughs) (laughs) What you want, what you want. I like the back half of his album more. It seems like it's a little more catching, right? It's just a little bit more driving to something instead of just kind of floating in space. Matt, you know who else I thought about? I don't know if this band is even close, but I remember there was a point where you listened to Arcade Fire. We talked about Arcade Fire, a good band to kind of run with. Kind of a band to run with where you're out kind of going for a jog and it it kind of just gets in your mind and you can keep going and keep going. That's kind of what what stuck with me on this one too. I I had a great time. You can start the next song if you want, Rob, because I know we're dragging a little bit here. Um, <laughs> Don't say what we're thinking. <laughs> I mean, let's not say that out loud for the listeners to yeah. hear. But yeah, yeah. the uh, I was I had a I think the more fun I had reading Wikipedia this week was not about the band, but hearing about all of the back or the all the bands that the people went into afterwards or started from before. I mean, people and band names, does, does that ever, I, I just, I'm uh, always obsessed with knowing how people got their band names, but all of I, I wrote down a list of what we found in Wikipedia. So they, there was Killing Jake, The Cramps, The Birthday Party. So these are all names of bands back in British uh, 1980s. Uh, so Soup what, Dragons. are these shoegaze bands or just any yeah, bands? Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're all affiliated bands, but okay. I, was, I was hoping you were going to play, I was trying to you know, stop the drag, but while you're playing the song in the background, so we didn't have to talk about What was the name of the band? Man, here we go. So, The Burning Peacocks. That was my favorite. You know, Virgin That happened to me my sophomore year. I had to go see The Nurse. The Membranes, Hot House (laughs) Flowers. I mean, people come up with some great band names. names. These are all great names. What would be a band name if you guys had to come up with a band? What would be the name of your band? I would be The Robs and The Robs. Robs and, and the Robs. Roberts. Robs and yeah. Robs. <laughs> Robs and the Bobs. How about the yeah. Robs and the Bobs? 
Is anyone, uh, the guy with the big been cock band. The, the Beatles. I think the, the Beatles would be good. But yeah. you would you would be B E A T rolling or something like that. Yeah. Stone, That's the best yeah. part is that the Beatles is actually like a dumb pun name, and they're just like the greatest band of all time. And they're like, we're the Beatles. Rob, you could do <laughs> like with the butt, butt prints and bathtubs or something like that. <laughs> oh, butt prints and it would be like Prince, but it'd be butt prints. Yes. That's a really purple good drain, the butt, the butt purple drains. <laughs> it's all bathtub related <laughs> material. Eating a sandwich in the bath, by the way, highlight. Got to do it, guys. It's so you, good. You, you, you ate a sandwich, sandwich in the bath? What kind? What kind of in there, man? Uh, no, not in the bath, but I used to take baths all the time when I was younger, and I would eat sandwiches constantly in the bath. I was <laughs> a big kind of sandwich. You, you oh, couldn't bologna. have barbecue the, in there. The number one sandwich I ate growing up, bologna, warm bologna. We've talked about it. Well, my dad used to bring me a bologna sandwich in bed at night if I requested it. <laughs> and then when I first was living with my wife, I requested it. And I found out life is not like hanging with my dad. It's actually very rough and people don't respect you and don't see how hard you actually work. And then maybe you just need some time to eat a bologna sandwich in bed. That'd be, that'd be another great band name. Bologna sandwich, bologna in, sandwich bed. in bed. Be, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to the popular and patented rating system. Do you think the downloads for My Bloody Valentine are going to go way up or way down? I think this will be the lowest downloaded episode. (laughs) Uh, This is this is album 73. Is this exactly perfect? Guys, 73, this album is just where it gets. I mean, we're talking about a shoegaze band and shoegaze. I mean, it's so popular. People are talking about all the time. I saw a shirt that was Stone Cold Shoegaze the other day. It was just awesome. And that's why this is 73. Uh, obviously, actually, a super influential album. I mean, it, it kind of dominated what we listened to in the 90s. So maybe it is perfect at 73. That would be rolling well-toned. Or is it a rolling groan? We do not like it, okay? We don't think it belongs this high. Listen, it's a great album. We understand how influential it is. But the bottom line is, none of us are ever going to put this album on again. So it's a rolling groan. Or is this a rolling bone? We should have seen this sooner, okay? When you really do list out all the music that came from this, it's like, uh, it's like these guys sold their soul to the devil. I mean, it's that big of a deal. Uh, and this would be a rolling it's bone. A it should have been much higher on the list. And I know what you're thinking. It's a big deal. Higher on the list. To me, when I'm climbing higher, my elevation's going up. But yet when you're climbing this list, the numbers are going down. No. Yes. The higher the list, the numbers are down because of the way the Rolling Stones set up the list, but not the website where you do have to scroll to the bottom. So a lot of people love this explanation. Uh, I definitely love it when I'm editing it. I definitely don't open up my phone and play like games while this part's going on because it is so boring and there's so little going on. Uh, But what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? Rosie, what do you think? Man, shit, I was going to rolling groan this thing, but talking through it with you guys and just the the sheer number of bands, albums, songs that we've all been able to name that sound like this, that, that, that have been influenced by this band and this album. I got to give it a rolling well-toned. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Somewhat similar to Aaron. I had a hard time with this one to begin with. I, I just wasn't really getting into it, talking with you guys. Um, hearing, hearing the bands that Matt brought up that were influenced by this is a pretty cool thing. But for me, uh, this is one of the hundred greatest albums of all time. I'm not, it's just not my deal. I'm looking at two records for two of the greatest country icons ever that I'm holding right now. Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash. You're telling me this is better than that. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. This is a rolling groan. Yep. Matt, oh. what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? I think this is 
rolling well tone, right? Do I think it's perfect at 73? You know, I don't know, but I think, you know, top hundred albums of all time. Um, again, it's not the top song. There's not one song on this whole album that you would ever even come close to putting into any sort of, um, list, but you know, from a genre standpoint, it, it kind of hits right where, you know, where I'm playing, I guess. And so it's, uh, for me, I, I did enjoy it. I will probably listen to it again at some point, um, but I'll probably have to stumble across it. I'm not probably going to search it out. So I don't know. I think it, it, I think it fits in well in kind of that 73 range. So I'm just going to say it's rolling well toned. I do have to say that if somebody, I'm praying somebody asked me what I think of my bloody Valentine after this. And like, they, they'll try to get me that I don't know music, but guess what? I do know music. I'm kind of an expert. I'll be like, oh yeah, shoegaze. Wow, it was very influential on a lot of 90s music. And they'll be like, wow, that guy is really smart. Uh, he is talking to me through a bathroom stall uh, and holding his hand out to give me a high five, but I do respect his decision. He is unfortunately, you're all talking to me from the bath, leading boy. And he's really, I mean, when your mama sits in the bath, she really sits in the bath. She leaves ass marks. Uh, gonna have to go get that checked out. Kind of making me question a lot of things in my life, actually. Uh, this is a rolling distortion. Okay. Distortion. Not only distortion. 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 <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't care about this bit. It's the easiest one to do, and I don't care. Rolling distortion. Not only are the guitars distorted, but it kind of distorted like what I think about music. Like, yeah, this is music. Like they're 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 hammering on the guitars. You can see exactly where this led. Uh, it distorts my view of like what I thought would be on this list. It, it's I, the bottom line is it's fun to have a new genre of music that we haven't seen anything like it yet. I I, I got a kick out of Indeed. that. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's also like it distorts. It's kind of like when I worked in that pastry shop in New Jersey, and I was like, distort here, yeah, the one with the filling. <laughs> I was selling torts. Is that a thing? Torts. I why do I think that's port? a thing? Our friend who was over today was from. New Jersey and she ate up all the prosciutto and she was like, wouldn't leave it to somebody from New Jersey to eat up all your prosciutto in your house. And I was like, that's yeah. really, people really talk that way. Hey, where's your gabagool? Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> we you talk very about much. Uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Let it go. Guys, next up, what happens when Kanye doesn't want to cut out any more pictures? He's the collage what? dropout. Oh, the collage <laughs> dropout? <laughs> the collage <laughs> dropout. You guys... <laughs> That you guys want to hear the best one? Do you guys? Well, yeah, let's okay. hear the alternate. Well, then maybe I should. Yeah. I have an alternate. <laughs> oh no! Let's hear the I alternate. have an alternate, but I really shouldn't do this. You know me. We like to leave on a high note, but uh, the alternate was uh, next up. It was my nickname at Saint Olaf College. Blow your back out. Oh wait, I misread that. It's called drop. <laughs> when you want to hear about the Why am I so yeah, bad at judging what's the original one? Why am I so bad at this? I mean, editing myself is a disaster. It takes forever. It can't be all these uh, little fireball bottles I drink. That has nothing to do with it. Beck did it better. Hey, guys, I hope you don't mind. I had to record the last few minutes of this podcast from my garage. Oh, shit, the mute. <laughs> Oh, I almost passed out. Oh, I laughed so hard. I almost, I've, I've seen dots. Oh, I'm falling face down in this barbecue. 